Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And in The Stack, we talk about a couple of comic books that have come out this very week, this Wednesday, and we review them and we talk about them. Let us kick it off. No time to waste. Get right into it with Marvel Comics. X-Men Fantastic Four, number one, written by Chip Zdarsky, pencils by Terry Dodson, inks by Rachel Dodson. And Pete, there was something you wanted to mention up front about this, right? Is this... Yeah, also uh, Dexter Vines is uh, one of the inkers as well, and uh, he has a GoFundMe because he's battling cancer. So if you want to support an amazing inker who's done a lot of great work in the comic book industry, please go to that GoFundMe. Check it out. Uh, Do you have a link on there? You're looking up the information? Do you want to search for that while we start talking about the Sure, sure, sure. Uh, cool. So X-Men Fantastic Four, this is a semi-sequel to the Fantastic Four X-Men book. I guess all comics are sequels to the ones that came before <laughs> in a lot of ways. Sure. All right, that's, that's a nice fair. way. What a fun way of saying it. Like, oh, I can't wait for the sequel next month. <laughs> uh, but this one is finally bringing together a couple of plot elements from the Fantastic Four book where Franklin Richards, who is a mutant, has yeah. been growing up, golden, growing older, losing his powers. At the same note, all of the X-Men have been living on the island nation of Krakoa, welcoming all mutants there, and suddenly they're like, hey, what a about this kid. We gotta get that other mutant over there. Yeah, that Fantastic Four. Down. Yeah. Come uh, on over. Not to interrupt this amazing flow, Pete, you have the link now? Yes. It is gofundme.com slash help Dexter Vines beat cancer. Nice. Nice. Right. Definitely go check that out. Support that. Back to the book. X-Men Fantastic Four. What'd you think about this kickoff? Pete. Well, it was, uh, it was nice to see the Fantastic Four. It's been a minute for me since I've read a book with them. And uh, I was... I mean, there's a book that comes out every a, single yeah. month called Shh. Fantastic Four. Yeah, Dance Lot. Yeah, 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 that's great. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> nice to see them in this world, this new fucked up X-Men world. And also nice to see Rich, Reed Richards taking, I think, the people stand here and being like, hey, you know what? Fuck you guys. You think you're too good for everybody. Go fuck yourself. What? It's, that's actually his wrestling move is called the people stand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, that's so crazy you think that because Reed Richards is a bad, is bad. In He's a bad dad. He's a bad dad. He even says I'm a bad dad, yeah. which. Um, uh, I mean, you know, yeah. smart people make bad dads. Everybody knows that. 
Wow. Right, okay. Subs? Oh. oh. Wow. 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 Shots wow. fired. Interesting Shots takedown. Fired. You know what? They're uh, accurate, and thank you for your parenting <laughs> advice. And that was a compliment in there. Smart, <laughs> oh, there was. I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I like this just fine. I think this is a good kickoff. One of the things that I like the best about this book is Chips and Darcy calls back to the Kitty Pride franklin Richards relationship. Yes. Yep. From the original series, which I thought was a nice touch. It's fun to see them together. And the other thing that I think they're getting towards is there's this ongoing mystery of why Kitty Pride can't go through the gates right. into Krakoa. Yes. And it seems like we're leading up to something with this crossover, which is nice. I'd be curious if that's the way. That feels like the essential secret of the Marauders book. Uh, uh, okay. So I would All expect right, that enough. to come out then, perhaps. But I like the way they sort of use that Chip Zdarsky use that information to play into the Franklin Richards mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I like this a lot. Um, I think Chip Zdarsky does a great job of getting of highlighting characters' flaws uh, mm-hmm. a lot, and I think he does that a lot here. Like Magneto is uh, a jerk. Professor X is sort of uh, his head is not he's not thinking about the people. He's just thinking about the plan. Like everyone is showcasing their heroic qualities and their flaws at the same time. I really like that. I love the way this is playing out. Uh, yeah, I'm curious forward. to see how and it goes uh, issue by issue because, spoiler, but by the end of the issue, they're encountering Dr. Doom. Oh. So I'm curious to see if this is going to be like a tour through different aspects of both worlds, if it's going to build up into an Uber story. It, I think there was a tease that I, uh, Mr. Sinister was going to get involved, right? Like the Dr. Doom of the X-Men. Yeah, before this, like before mm-hmm. this title. So I'm curious to see how that works in as well. And what were you going to say, Pete? I was just going to say, I really love the last page reveal. Um, and Dr. Dr. Doom in a Fantastic Four book? It has been a while since you've read one. It has. And then also I like the fact that Justin almost is kind of teeing this up, that maybe we have a Mr. Sinister, Dr. Doom, like evil off. Make you know? out. Oh. A kiss. I mean, it could happen. Like kiss. Sure, He's a new sassy Mister Sinister. Yeah, you got to kiss your way through that mask. Yeah, Bar Sinister. Here's an item. Which mask man took off his mask as Smoocheroo, our king in charge? Nice. What a gossip. What? Right. Right. You'll figure it out when you're older. Let's move on to a DC <laughs> Comics book, Justice League number 40, written by Robert Vendetti, pencils by Doug Mankey. Uh, now, I got to admit, I haven't done much reading about what's going on with Justice League, but the mm-hmm. last issue of Justice League, the team lost. <laughs> yeah. They lost to the Legion okay. of Doom. Yeah. Armchair and, uh, observation. Uh, they ran through this. It's gig- like the Super Bowl. Like They lost uh, the Super Bowl. Sure, and they ran through... This gigantic door mm-hmm. and disappeared. Yep. And this issue, it's a new creative team, but that's not referenced at all. Yeah. Do you think they, is, they ran through a door and were like, here's your new creative team? Yeah, I guess I think, so. I think yeah. that's what happened. It was like, hey, uh, anyways, we're going to start this new idea. I mean, it feels like, it, again, without having read any interviews or anything like that, it feels like it's something that Scott Snyder and team are going to pick up in some event comic later on this year, probably, right? Because that's how comics work. But it's crazy that from issue 39 to issue 40, there is no continuity whatsoever. Yes, especially the epic nature of that crossover was gigantic. Yeah. Uh, so and the fact that it is absolutely dismissed and we move into just another wild and it's n- different not story. Like those things didn't happen. Like they comment on the fact of like Superman's like, hey, way to reveal your identity. You well, know. but that, that's the stuff happening in Superman. Like it feels like sure, it's but in I mean, continuity it's, with the rest of the DC universe, yeah. but not Justice League. Yeah, so it's it's not like it's its own pocket. Like, I thought at first, like, oh, this is going to be its own pof- uh, pocket. Alfred's not dead. And I was like, oh, no, that's 
he's still dead. So it's like, it's weird that something's... Yeah, it was have, weird that they had Alfred's corpse lying in every panel, and they're like, he dead. Every he did. single time. It was a little bit of, no pun intended, overkill. Wow. <laughs> cool. The You're the it. worst, man. Um, Anytime, buddy. And didn't you insult the... my fucking parenting skills, I'll come for your house and I'll burn it down. <laughs> See, that's that's what kind of parent you are. Yeah, Vengeful. Uh, did the learn? La- that's how my kids like Pete learn. Yeah, so you really <laughs> scold them. Uh, and didn't the last issue come out last week? I think so. So it's like very fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I did really uh, like what's going on, and I also really liked the... Again, the Batman Alfred stuff is going to be playing, uh, pulling at my heartstrings until something else happens. But if when Batman's you, just going to sit in anguish for a while, I'm going to sit in anguish. When you are out and about and you see a man in a tuxedo, do you cry a little bit? Yes. Yes, I do. Or like when someone brings the you The weird in. part is when I give them a hug and they're like, sir, please. Like, sir, I, I'm getting married right now. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please stop hugging me. I'm not a butler. With that prelude out of the way, though, what do you think about this book? I think it's fun. I mean, I'm curious to see. Uh, this feels like obviously more ta- like table setting, resetting after something, and going like, "This is different now." Here's a villain, the Eradicator. Well, what do you think about him? Cool uh, shades on the Eradicator. He is very cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's the Eradicator. He's leading a bunch of Daxamites to attack Earth and take over Earth. Um, it feels. Again, this is without reading anything, but it feels to me like they're like, that story was crazy for the last 39 issues. Here's a classic fun tale of the Justice League with a bunch of good art. And then they're going to go right back to... I don't know. Maybe this is like a standalone little mini arc, and then it's going to go back to that. But that feels very strange. Yes. Uh, But Doug Mankey's art, very very good. good. Great. Are we still going to get our... like The whole thing of the Justice League last run was that we got every fifth issue is the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Can I... Sorry, can I interrupt for a second? Uh, Because I have a question about a plot point in this issue. Mm -hmm. So in this issue, they're trying to stop the Eradicator. They're trying to find out about stuff. Uh, Wonder Woman is like, hmm, the Justice League Dark hasn't really been able to find out stuff, but we do have a contact who is Madame Xanadu. Oh, yeah. And Batman's like, great, I'm on it. Yeah. It's weird that Wonder Woman didn't go, right? It is a little weird. Yeah, Since that was she's, her contact. And yeah, Batman, and she's more the, familiar. The entire time, Batman is also like, ooh, I'm really out of my depth with this magic stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's he like, did. hold on, guys. Yeah. I'm being choked out by tentacle porn over here. Yeah, well, yeah, it is yeah, weird that it was a, a pornographic solution. I mean, that, that's how you get Bats Batman's weakness, uh, right? Pornography. Yes, in Canada, he gets very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, that's why. I mean, that's because his parents were killed outside of a pornographic theater. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the the mask of Zorro came off. Yeah, uh, Thomas was like, "Come with me to jerk off family." <laughs> oh my god, what it is. is a, it's you? especially weird because Batman, when he's talking to Madame Zanadu, is like. Man, why do you, sorry, one last thing. Uh, why do you think Martha Wayne uh, lost her pearl necklace? <laughs> oh, come on, man. She had to get that pearl necklace. You didn't, you didn't have get to do first. that. You didn't she have to get it first. You didn't have to interrupt the Rule threes, buddy. Um, that doesn't, fucking house. doesn't apply here. Wow. Uh, it's, uh, Batman even says to Madame Xanadu, this is going to take more convincing than Wonder Woman suggested. So even him, it's like two friends <laughs> who have a mutual friend, but yeah. they're not friends, are hanging right. out. Uh, and all yeah. they do is and talk about Wonder awkward. Woman. Always. That's how like we met. Yeah. And which one was not the friend? Let's <laughs> see if you can we'll find out. out. Yeah. Uh, well, one of you is definitely Dark Agnes, number one from Marvel Comics, written by Becky Cloonan with art by Luco Pizzari. Uh, this is, I think, a spinoff of Conan. Uh, maybe. It certainly is in the neighborhood. Yeah. It doesn't seem to take place in the same time period, uh, but it's about sort of like a pirate, thief, roguish yeah. woman. She drinks hard. She kills people. She gets into Parties adventures. hard. Kills um, hard. Pats, passes out hard. 
You know what? Remembers this is a hard. lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoyed fun. this. I, I had a blast reading this book. Uh, I agree. I will say, I feel like with the, we've, we've reviewed, and there are a lot of books out there right now that are like fantasy with some humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's this is another good version of that. Yeah. Well, but Becky Clinton does a good job of writing yes, that stuff. For sure. And I feel pretty confident there's certainly layers under there that she is going to dig further into this character. This is a good introduction. But uh, I would bet, given her history on other characters, that this character is going, Dark Agnes is going to say blase for long term. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Uh, art very good as well. Really uh, enjoyable. Just a fun, fun pirate. It's a romp. Book. It's a romp. That's it a good is way a romp. It. Uh, let's turn to another fantasy book, Birthright number 41 from oh Image Comics. Boy, here we go. Created here and written go. by Joshua Williamson, creator and artist Andre Bresson. This is the beginning of the penultimate arc, is what Joshua calls it at the end of yeah. the book. Pete, you have a question right off. Uh, great jumping on point. They do a great job, great job of recapping the whole series and bringing you right up to speed. This is another enormous twist for this series, which is why it's crazy to hear you say that. Yeah. Because the initial concept was little, little boy gets lost in the woods. Uh, he finds out that he is this Conan-esque hero who's going to save a world. He comes back uh, to Earth, but it turns out he's been taken over by the bad guy. Here... And this is a huge spoiler, but we almost get the opposite twist where it turns out the God King lore actually was taken to Earth, raised on Earth, and then went back to gain power and consume. It's the flip. Yeah. How do you, uh, I love that. I like, love it too. I love this twist and I love this issue. The, that's what I think is so great about this series is it, it goes for it. Like, and we see a lot in this issue. It, this issue is sort of narrated by lore and we hear his backstory. And uh, it's... The Earth is being wrecked while it's <laughs> happening, and it's like, oh shit! And then we have our heroes. We meet. We find them at the end, and they have a whole plan. And it's just a really surprising twist and turn book that had a great central premise and just keeps exploring it. Now, I knew Zelvin would like this because it's mostly recap, but I was surprised how much I liked this, even though it is mostly recap. I think they did a great job of telling a story in an engaging way that you don't mind because it's there's ton of action, amazing art. It shows, not tells. It's 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 actually really great. Well, but well there's jo- so much murder happening. Yes. So I feel like that's why there's like literally hundreds of people being murdered. It's like uh, Renaissance painting. Isn't of it hell. the first eight pages or something like that are yeah. all double page double spreads yeah. of the earth being destroyed in a very very BPRD kind of way. Yeah. Uh, you but love that. You I love that. I that's wish I, I could learn. You. you know, if I could go back to school and just have like. These amazing artists to having like murder in the background. I could really hold on Wait, to inf- what are you talking information about? and make it a lot easier to learn. Oh, for the book. books. Yeah. Okay. Well, because you, you skipped the part about books and you just said, if I could have all these amazing artists and murder in the background. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying you wish your textbooks in school had murder in them? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, so like if you were doing a math problem and it was about body parts. Yeah. 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 Something like that where two I could really bloody hang stumps and two bloody stumps yeah. equals. Four bloody stumps. And no, just doing great. quick recap: you were uh, you were born out of Tim Burton's head. <laughs> like, how did it work? You yeah, were... out of the original Batman movie. I was born. Uh, nice, oh, nice. Uh, all right, another Marvel comic book: Ant Man number one, written by Zeb Wells and art by Dylan Burnett. Uh, this is a new start for ye old Ant Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's uh, we've seen this Ant Man have be like sure. down and out. A lot lately, yeah. but really connecting with his daughter, we get to see them teaming up here. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. And this is more about the bugs and less about the getting bigger and smaller. Yeah. Right. 
I, I like I, that take. I feel like Zeb Wells is a great writer on this. He's got a great sense of humor. It's a light, fun Ant-Man book that I think does a good job of capturing the Ant-Man from the movie franchise. And, uh, I, yeah, I thought this was the arts great, really meets the writing well, and I, I think they do a great job on this book. Yeah, it's funny and fun. I like uh, what happens at the end of the villains that are set yes. up. It's pretty gross. Um, that certainly got me much more engaged with the rest of the book, which... Uh, I enjoyed, but to your point, Justin, it felt a lot like a lot of other Ant-Man books we've read so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but given what happens at the end, I'm on board. I hope those bees get back to making honey. Oh. Yeah, we need them. Get those bees to work, is what I say to bees. Next up from Dark Horse Comics, Crone, number four, written by Darius Culliver. Artist is Justin Greenwood. We have been, not incessantly, but I'd say three times previously, <laughs> yep. talked about this book. It is a older Red Sonia who is uh, pulled back into action one more time. The big twist here that we kind of found out at the end of the last issue and explore this issue is her sort of Conan is the bad guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I like this story a lot. I like how they play this out, and I think it really ramps up the stakes exponentially. Yeah, we get some backstory here um, about the what happened and what is about to happen. Uh, and I agree, this is another book like Birthright where the premise is so strong and they just play it out in a smart way and the characters are interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of great storytelling through the art and I, they kind of repeated uh, image. You didn't really get to see what it was until the end, which was really cool. Uh, yeah, I think this is a creative kind of fun take on something we've seen a bunch and I think they're really doing a great job with it. Moving on then to Image Comics. This is an advanced comic, Tartarus number one, coming out February 12th uh, by Johnny Christmas and Jack T. Cole. No spoilers, Justin. I'm not spoiling well, I think anything. We can like, tease what the premise is. We can tease. We can tease. It's, it's, Johnny, it's, it's Johnny Christmas. Christmas. There's a crazy amount of stuff that happens in this book. Yes. Uh, it starts in a prison. It sort of works as like it's an underground prison, as you can imagine, from the name Tartarus. Uh, and nice. there is a raid-esque breakout from Smart. the prison. But that's the only the first half of the book. And then it just builds and builds for there. Uh, in particular, I love the art on this book yeah, because great. it reminded me a lot of Mobius. Mobius, yes. 100%. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was waiting to say that, too. <laughs> I do <laughs> going to say that. Similar. Say that we're first. both bad parents. Uh, and you're our son. You're our big boy. <laughs> and oh, we're going to be, we're gonna be bad parents. Papa? Does Pete Stop. want his papa? Does Pete need a hug from Papa? Uh, papa wanted Papa, too. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, the art is the real hero in this book. Uh, it gets crazy fast, and it's uh, very entertaining. Yeah. What do you think about it other than uh, the Mobius? I like. Did I say Mobius? <laughs> um, uh, I, I agree. It, it is. Um, there's a lot going on, and I like the way it sort of shifts gears, uh, sort of intensely, and then um, explores this world. Really, the art is great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, next one to talk about big issue from Marvel Comics, Star Wars, Darth Vader, number oh, one, man. written by Greg Pak and art by Raphael Lenko. Uh, this takes place similar to the rebooted Star Wars book right at the end of Empire Strikes Back. We even get flashbacks. Uh, to that final scene there with Darth Vader. Uh, and then it pushes forward as Darth Vader tries to figure out, without explicitly telling the Empire what's going on, where Luke Skywalker came from and what happened to him in the intervening years. That's kind of the pitch for the book. 
I think we're probably going to talk about the big spoiler of what happens at the end. So if you don't want to know that, tune out. Yeah. But most of the book is taken up with this very good, I think, emotional resonance of what happened to the movies, digs into Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, and then there is that thing that happens. But um, mm. let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about it. What did you guys think about this book? Are you talking about the thing that happens as in Jar Jar? No, it is a Jar Jar. It's not Jar Jar. It's a Gungan. Okay. It's a Jar Jar. Yeah, the big thing that happens is a Gungan shows up. Yeah. No, okay, spoiler, one, two, three. Uh, The uh, Padme shows up at the end. At the end, it turns out, or at least it looks like Padme Amidala is actually alive and gutting for Darth Vader, which is... Makes sense. She pissed. Yeah. She should be pissed. Like, if they actually go for that... That feels crazy. Yes. Uh, but I think it'll, we'll end up finding out that that's not the case. Um, but what I like about this, this feels like a prestige drama television show yeah. prestige. Of, of Star Wars, this period of Star Wars. Like, there's a lot of great repeated images, and you get a, a bit in Darth Vader's head. I feel like the Darth Vader comics specifically have been so well done. And this yeah. is another example of just, like, using this character and exploring the Star Wars world without, you know, obviously deviating too far from the source material and just let, getting us in his head more. It's really, these are all really good. The, this uh, writer, Greg Pak, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's, uh-huh. he's good. He's got, it's funny, it's great to see uh, these writers' takes on the heroes and villains we know so well in the Star Wars universe. And I was impressed by this. At first, I was like, here we go, another Darth Vader book. But then I was... Uh, you were pleasant- like, here we go, another Darth Vader book. Yeah, and then I was pleasantly, <laughs> presently surprised. You were, pres- presently, you were presently, presently, you were currently... Su- yes, you continue to be surprised yeah. in an ongoing manner. You were presently surprised. Great. Uh, well, this is great. Definitely pick this up, uh, regardless of me spoiling the twist at the end. Last one we're going to talk about from DC Comics, Batman number 88, written by James Tynan IV, and art by Gillam March. Oh, man. Well, this one's fucked up in exactly the this, right way. Yes. Is this so, exactly the right way? Well, I mean, we talked about the like James Tynan taking over Batman, and it felt sort of action-y at first. And then mm-hmm. I think with each issue... More and more fucked up, dark things keep happening in these books, which I think is cool. There, we've read a lot of comic books, right? Yeah, the three of us. I've read five to six uh, (laughs) recently. It is. I think I don't know if you guys feel this way. It is hard to get a verbal reaction out of me when I'm reading a comic book at this point because mostly I have a pretty fair idea of how things are going to go. So this, you're jaded. I'm very jaded. Yeah. Uh, but I think you like, hate you, this. I hate <laughs> this is like a burden on my life. It's, and it's dragging me down. Very similar to my children. Pete is yeah. one of them. Our biggest boy. Dragging me down. I know. The I anchor. Can't get out of the house. No. Go out and play, you psycho. <laughs> I want to play video games. So uh, there's a bunch of assassins who have been attacking Gotham. We know that there's some mastermind behind it. There's been hints that it's the Joker throughout. What we find out in this issue is the other thing we've suspected, which is that Riddler and Catwoman and Penguin and maybe some of the other villains put together some sort of plan to finally take care of Batman oh, back in the day. Shit. Obviously, that's a big emotional thing for Catwoman because they kind of married. Friends, yeah. they're, they're, pretty, they're much yeah. closer yes. than they used to be. <laughs> exactly. They're definitely hanging out and going to hang, movies they're they're, Yeah, they're seeing each other. Right. They'll She's go to like, see Sonic. Whoops. Yeah, there's a hedgehog. Right. But uh, maybe not like a rom-com. Yeah. 
Wow. That's how you judge your relationship. Yeah. Side of a hedgehog to uh, whatever Rob Cobb is. Yeah. I only go see romance movies with my romance friends. I see action (laughs) movies with my fight friends. I see cartoons with my kid friends. Uh, So, yeah, the thing that happened halfway through this book is like it's already been amped up emotionally and in terms of the action and the danger for Batman and everything. Uh, And then the thing that happens halfway through the book is uh, Catwoman spends most of the time digging up this grave. You don't know whose grave it is. She takes the lid off the coffin is the fucking Joker it's, who's dead. Who's dead dude, in dead. the grave. And but he looks pretty good. I would not if no, I but then he starts gurgling green yeah, stuff I out of his get, mouth. I don't, I don't know why she's standing there the whole time. I but I love that move that you it's such a smart but simple move to be like this new villain is so bad the Joker is dead. And you don't know how, you don't know why, probably coming back and that's fine. But that feels huge in exactly the right way. Yeah, there's uh, some other death here and some other fucked up oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's one up. other thing that happens. That's where, another big one. Uh, yeah, that's another big one. Another one that sounds we like this. We can talk about it. <laughs> is what he says. Oh, oh. a baby? No. <laughs> that's not a baby. I'm <laughs> a baby. That's an, oh, it's an old-timey baby. Yeah. 1920s uh, baby. Uh, yeah, the penguin gets his neck slit. His bird neck yeah. is cut. And he's probably also going to be okay. But that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be all right. Nah, they say they'll get him to a hospital in time. Maybe. Uh, but still, it is hard to amp up a level of danger for Batman that feels like anything because he's Batman. But yeah. that's, I think, effectively what they're doing. Yeah, I'm really yeah. worried about his relationship with the Catwoman there. You worried about that? Yeah. No, I think they're going to be together forever. Yeah, I, I think someday right. they'll go see a rom-com in theaters. Ooh, in theaters, it's the mark of any relationship. Have you made it to the theater with your wife yet? No, nah, not quite. I'll nice. take her to see Sonic, though. Oh, good. Oh, for good. Valentine's Day. Very, very sexual film. <laughs> it's one way of putting a ring on it, buddy. Oh, Alex boy. got necked, or got was necking necked. through. He was <laughs> necking. Necked. I mean, what, <laughs> the penguin got that, necked. That's how you say it. That's how you say that, right? <laughs> Alex necked. got necked by his wife at Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> uh, so Go to your room! Your dads are just having some fun. <laughs> Goddamn dad humor. It's been a long day of work for your dads. We've both been working in the mine. Get out of here, kid. Go to your room. Go Play to your, your room. NES, your Nintendo Entertainment System. And that's right. That is the most cutting-edge video game system, and you're going to like it. <laughs> I hope you enjoy playing a boy in his blob. Yeah. Oh Do you like jelly beans? Well, that's what the game's about. <laughs> yeah, we got you that, or we got you Battletoads, and that's it. Oh, Battletoads is very hard. Good luck getting past the speeder bike round. Well, I got you a new it's one. It's not as hard as Castlevania, though. Nope. Way harder. Battletoads is a nearly impossible video game. Really? Harder than Castlevania? Yes. No, wow. Castlevania isn't that hard. Wait, are you talking about Castlevania or Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest? Uh, or geez. Castlevania 3, whatever it's called. The, all of them were fucking hard for oh, me. I no. Know. Castlevania 2 Simon's Castlevania Quest. Oh, such a good game. What a game. horrible night to have a curse. <laughs> 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 well, the fact that a video game could Tetris, have... Just, yeah, yeah, Tetris. Exactly. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> At first I thought it was Dr. Mario for a second. Nah, I never really played Dr. Mario. It's great. I'm glad we're wrapping Let up Let me just throw this out yes. there. I think I'm the best Dr. Mario player in the world. That yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, do you really think about I am very good at Dr. Mario. In the world? Okay, maybe not in the world, but I could beat most people. I'll no tell you way. what. You're probably the best Dr. Mario player of the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. There's but no some, Any 13-year-old we pulled off the street could wax you. Not, not true. Wax you? Yeah. Son, why are you using language like that? Wax you? Like wax him down, rip all of his hair off? I'm going to... That's... <laughs> that, uh, other dad, that's not what that means. <laughs> okay, well, that's what I'm doing on my Sonic date. All right, anyways, 
Well, we're done talking about comic books. Good. We've been done for like five minutes. We don't know how to stop. We don't know how to stop. <laughs> son, right. son, stop us. Uh, if you'd like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater locked in New York. Come on by. We will chat with you about comics. Pete, what do you want to plug? Run us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at comic book live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast. More iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and comment. And we'll see you at the comic book shop.